0: Oh, we're going? Oh, we're going. Oh shit. Hey everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the In Good Spirits Podcast.
1: Yeah, it is another episode, and we've got we've got Rye on the left. Rye on the right. Actually, not Rye on the right, but we've got some amazing products here in In Good Spirits today. I think we need to dive right in because these are a really unique new product that just hit the market. And I want to learn what's going on with this. Absolutely, but real fast,
0: because we did well. I'm sharing the blame here. I really screwed up that intro. (laughs) Hi, I'm George. That's Chris. We drink stuff. This is whiskey. We talk about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talk about it. And we've got some stuff from the Great White North. We've got Canadian whiskey today.
0: Indeed. From Found North Whiskey. It's a blend house. I believe they're in, are they in Massachusetts?
1: Someplace that's not Canada. Oh, no.
0: Distilled in Canada, bottled Red Hook distiller in New-
1: Brooklyn, New York. There we go. Never mind. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, it's No not, sleep. It's not Canada, but it's... Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's not Canada, but it's still cold. And those of us who are in New York State, and maybe even more of those of us that grew up in Rochester and Buffalo, respect Canadians greatly. And I'm excited to try this stuff. But this is a blended product but also without knowing where it came from product
0: yes it is all canadian whiskey i actually met the owners of the company recently and they were introduced me to these for the first time and i was like well can you say who the source distilleries are and they're like nope ironclad and ironclad nda we aren't saying a damn thing wow they said it's from canada that's the hint
1: Well, that's a that's a good start. And, you know, I'm sure we could all have our own guesses and estimations of what's in it. But we're not going to hypothesize on that out of respect for the owners of Found North. Um, But initially, what it reminds me of is, you know, if you're getting these things, specific barrels and blending them, reminds me of some of the stuff we had before from barrel The blending company, which we've tasted some really good stuff on the channel before from Barrel, and they're very well known as a blending company from single barrels to other prices,
0: all sorts of really cool blended whiskeys from them. They're a phenomenal blend house. I'd I'd put them. I'd say they're like the American Compass Box in a way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's actually that's saying a little. That's a little too high of a praise. Nobody's quite Compass Box. No, but they're, they're amazing. The, yeah, But
1: this kind of, it seems like it's living in that kind of spirit. Yes. Um, And I'm excited to try it. So I think the one we have in our first glass, and it's a good way to start because um, George is going to tell us a little bit more about Canadian process, but this is the rye, which Canada is very well known for.
0: It's funny though. Uh, Canadian rye whiskey doesn't actually really need to be even rye at all. It's just colloquial. People like to say rye.
1: Yes, they do, but Canada (laughs) still does have a very—they have a big rye distilling. They do, yes, uh, infrastructure.
0: They do because rye is a very good cold weather grain, which is why we have so damn much of it here in New York as well, as we're a a gray, cold, dead place, (laughs) just like Canada, just like your soul, George. I don't have one of those.
1: Oh, your heart, anyways. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hang on. My resting heart rate is, uh, let's see, all the way up at 44. It's usually around 39. I, I, I barely have a heart. But anyway, <laughs> so generally speaking, though, with Canadian whiskey and their their lack of heart as well as mine. <laughs> we're, we're off the rails here. I'm the, sorry.
1: The cold, dead heart of Canadian winter. <laughs> the only thing keeping you going is whiskey. <laughs> and curling.
0: And curling, yes. yes go curl. Whiskey so, on the rocks. Ah! Uh, anyway, bro. so generally speaking, Canadian whiskey is blended. And that is because instead of doing like we would in an American whiskey, like a bourbon, having a mash bill of all in the fermenter together corn, rye, barley, wheat, what have you, it's usually single grain or damn near close to single grain or. Like in the case of like rye, it'll might have a little barley for the sake of the naturally occurring alpha amylase within the barley, which is actually the same enzyme that we have in our saliva that breaks down carbohydrates into sugars. So like when you're a little kid and the science teacher put this cracker in your mouth and wait till it tastes sweet, that's your saliva breaking it down. It, it's literally that. And rye itself is very hard to convert sugar to, or sorry, carbohydrates to fermentable sugars. So barley helps that. So, these whiskeys that we have in front of us are are both, actually, minimum age 16-year blends. Wow. That this first one, batch one from them, is the final component totals, if you will, is 66% rye, 30% corn, and 4% barley. A lot of the maturation of it actually occurred in Hungarian
1: oak. Interesting. So... One bottles are beautiful. It's very well designed. They absolutely have an image, and they know who they are. It's really nice. I like I like the look of it, and I'm excited to taste some more Canadian stuff. We had uh, I think we did the Alberta Premium Cask uh, Rye earlier on. We did, yeah. And I'm excited to try this. I don't have a ton of Canadian experience, except so for very, curling. Except for curling, curling season starts very soon. Get on the ice. And I'm actually
0: pulling up my notes on this one again. Let's yeah. see. Their blend is 16-year-old rye in the Hungarian oak, 17-year-old rye in ex-Bayside Scotch casks, and then a double-distilled corn whiskey aged for 20 years in refill and level 2 char virgin oak.
1: Holy cow. Yeah. That's a wild combination of things. It really is. And What are you thinking, though, on the uh, the aromatics there? nose is just really nice it's still very bright it's not it doesn't smell of extensive aging like it still smells very lively it smells you know like um red candy like right uh red cherry cough drop candies you know ludens-esque with some airiness by
0: the ludens because i get like a eucalyptusy note yep Yep, absolutely. So very mentholated.
1: Yep, it's got some. It still has some airiness, so it has a little bit of not saline, but some minerality, some high sharpness. Definitely
0: some minerality. Again, like kind of like saltwater taffy, kind of like what we spoke about with the whiskey number of episodes ago.
1: <laughs> oh wow! So the nose is actually very bright, and the palate is completely different. Than the nose, although it has it has tie throughs, the nose is actually very lively, very young. The palate is mature, so all those definitely all those flavors that ludens still there, that eucalyptus still there, um, all those things still there, but the age is so much more present on the palate.
0: It is because like for me, the nose has again we mentioned the eucalyptus menthol note. But I also get like orchard fruit skins and mm, orange yep. blossom and maybe even orange blossom honey, but more so the blossom itself than the honey from the blossom. Yep, I agree completely. But the palette definitely shows wisdom, we'll say. Yes. But it uh it's not heavy handed, it's not overdone. It's a very elegant whiskey like it's not what you would expect out of an american rye which is aggressive and forward and sometimes heavy-handed
1: for sure no what i can what i can definitely say is i think this is straddling the line of how long can you age this stuff for the stuff that's in new oak versus the stuff that's in you know, refill oak i think this is straddling that line cuz it's got a lot of maturity to it which I think is really nice, but I, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of age to it. It's very nice, and it's something I want to sit with for sure. And my computer is dinging at us. I apologize in advance if it get caught on the mic. If not, I sound like a crazy person. <laughs> I heard nothing. I I hear nothing. Mm. I am calm. <laughs> but. but this this is really nice. It's a very it's. Obviously done with intentionality. Somebody wanted this profile out of this product. And it makes sense. I could absolutely see why somebody would design it to taste like this. It's just, this
0: is how I wish more rye whiskey would taste. And I love rye as it stands. But this is so delicate, and nuanced, and with purpose, like you said, with yes. the intention there.
1: Red Candied apple, Granny, red candied Granny Smith apple.
0: I would agree. That's because that's the type of orchard fruit skin, very cinnamon. red apple. It's got yeah. a
1: little cinnamon. I'm getting red. You know, when you see that almost artificially candied Granny Smith apple, because it has some of that has some of that vibrancy. Um, I had a coffee earlier today, a Colombian coffee that was very green appley. This has a lot of that in it. It does. Very and tasty.
0: It's very warm, too. Mm. Proof's 57.1%, and it's not hot no. at all. It's warm.
1: And, and very approachable, too.
0: Very approachable, and it just, it it warm, it gives you, like, a warm hug inside, you know, yeah. like.
1: It grabs you. It's not over, it's, it's not over-oaked. It's not over-thick. It still has some lightness and bounciness, but this is something that has... As a presence, it knows what it is, and it definitely lives up to what it's trying to do. It definitely does.
0: Ready to move on to the next one, batch yes. two from the same folks there,
1: and this is a very this is a very different blend,
0: right? It is, and I'm pulling up my notes again, so I'm ready on that one. But I'm looking at an Instagram post I did, and I got distracted by my Instagram feed because oh, it's just so folks, good.
1: It's just so good. You just have to like you you're, you when you see that kind of quality social media content, you just have to stop. It it it's definitely
0: very distracting.
1: <laughs>
0: That's always what it is. You know, most of my Instagram feed is memes, whiskey, beer, Star Wars, comic books, and then of course there's some
1: attractive women. Some extra it's, some extra flavor. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: But that's always the first post. It's the most inappropriate <laughs> to be opening up while at work post. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always the first post.
1: Catered right for you. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, it's 9 o'clock at night, and they know what I'm going to be looking for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so speaking of what we're looking for at 9 o'clock at night. Um, what's this, whi- <laughs> this whiskey. This whiskey is what we're looking for. Batch 2 from um, from Found North. Uh, this one is a corn-forward blend, if I remember correctly. It
0: is. It's actually real heavy on the corn. Same process and a totally same concept here, but it's 80% corn, 19% rye, 1% barley. And the big selling point on maturation type is a lot of it was in ex-weeded bourbon casks.
1: Interesting. Interesting. It's interesting that they did X casks for the whiskey. So this is not necessarily going to have, at that kind of age, it could be over-oaked if it was fresh oak, but this would likely get away from that.
0: Correct. And the rye portion actually has some of that Hungarian oak on it too. Okay. But the uh, blend, the age range is also 16 to 20 years. And let's just jump into it before I look at Instagram anymore.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So this one, unlike the rye, the rye had a lot of presence on the nose. This one's actually fairly neutral on the nose, at least to me. I'm not, I'm not getting a ton on the nose right away.
0: I think we need to get a Q-tip real quick.
1: What, 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 what am I finding? Am I missing something? What, what are you getting? Because I'm kind of missing some density. I get some sandalwood
0: and some like, okay, yep, freshly lacquered
1: oak furniture. Yep. And like what, like wood oils and that's fair. I think for me, I was getting, I was hitting the sharpness cause I think this one is a little higher proof than the other. It is. It's 64.9. Okay. So we're up at almost 130. Yeah. It's and I was, I'm missing, I'm missing it through the, the sharpness of the alcohol nose. And now that you mentioned the sandalwood, I'm getting that. But it took a reminder for me to get there because of how sharp that it is not a bad sharpness, but it's it was a little difficult to get at. Yeah, it's
0: definitely a little uh hair curling in your nose. For sure. It's not unpleasant because of it. No, no, no. But it's definitely a little um a little more heavy handed than the rye.
1: Yeah, and it's not it's not a huge nose expression. This isn't like a big nose. Right it's where subtleties.
0: It's it's a rounder, like yes. heavier more like it's not um it's not as what's the word I'm
1: trying to think you You know what's coming kinda edging towards some of those big maturity notes of yes. cognac. You know, not not with the raisin parts, but the you know, some of those maybe almost leathery and those darker things. Yeah, it's very wood room and th- like a nice wood room kind of thing. Yeah. I have to taste now. By all means. I am getting a little bit of the fruit now that I've smelled it a few times. And it's, I think it's also airing out a little bit. It definitely needs to open a little. Yeah, no, I think it does. Cause now I'm getting some of that, some of those bright classic bourbon notes on it. Not that it's bourbon because it technically can't be bourbon, but for all intents and purposes. So, I actually
0: find that this reminds me very much of Michter's US 1 Unblended American Whiskey, which is quite literally just a whiskey distilled from bourbon mash aged in ex-bourbon barrels, but this has much more depth and complexity to it than that.
1: Wow. Yeah, the the depth of caramel on this is really it's really intense. It's got a real carameliness. This isn't, again, this isn't over-oaked. We were talking, when you're talking about that kind of age, 20 years, we've tasted 20-year bourbons that are over-oaked, that aren't as dynamic as they could be. This has a lot of maturity, but it's richer for it, not overdone. It has all the
0: best uh, characters of age without any, you know, Aged gracefully.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like, no, uh, it's, it's certainly better for the age. It's Betty white. I was going to say George Clooney, but you know, that's, I don't know why I didn't think of,
0: think of him first. I was minus his, running through
1: minus his, you know, he owns a, he owned a de- tequila brand kind of thing, but and got a billion dollars for it. So somebody, somebody that aged gracefully, let's yes, say. Yes. Yes. Um, but no, this, this has some, it still has some vitality to it. It's, But it is very round. There's no doubt that this has some age to it. You wouldn't, you would never um, miss and say this is a four-year or a six-year whiskey. You would never think this tasting. it. You'd think, wow, that's got some real age on it. And
0: like, it's got like a weird roasted marshmallow thing on the finish. Like when you you burn the hell out of the outside of the marshmallow and peel it off and eat it and Mm re-roast the marshmallow, which I do repeatedly because I like that for some reason. I'm weird.
1: Yeah, and that's where when we were talking about the first one, where it's almost straddling the age, where if it went a little bit more towards that hard char, this could be wrong. But it's very well thought out. It's very well balanced. And all of those really dark age is balanced with some of the other stuff. This, this is another one that makes complete sense. And at 130, 130 proof, this is very, it's very well thought out. It's very balanced. I think I might like the rye more.
0: I actually do too. You know, so, again, I, I met the owners recently and we were talking. They anticipated the rye would be the number one seller of the two. But strangely, the corn is actually the better seller. And after trying them both, I said, so... I personally prefer the rye Mm -hmm. because I love how elegant it is. And that's what I want in a whiskey. It's more interesting to me personally, but I completely understand why the corn is more popular to consumers at large.
1: Absolutely. No, I think the corn profile is for those that are, you know, aged bourbon fans, you know, they want that. They want those richness that those big round, rich corn bourbon notes, that's so much up, up your alley. I think the rye is a more unique and dynamic product. So I'm not surprised at all that we think the same thing about it, that I think that's the star of the two because it feels singular while the corn expression, although very well done doesn't seem quite as singular. I
0: see. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's one of those things, too, where I kind of feel like the average whiskey drinker, though, would probably assume they would like the rye better. But I actually think they'd probably like the corn one better. Yeah. But who knows? We're all different. You also,
1: know? both very good and excited to try something from another um, blending-focused company.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome because just simply slapping a label on something that when you're a non-distiller producer, I don't necessarily... Uh, love that. Mm-hmm. However, when this level of artistry is put into and this level of craft in blending so many different components into something really interesting, I consider this craft still in in a way.
1: Absolutely. Craft blending is its own art, and I think from all the ones we've tasted, and likely more to come. Like you said, Compass Box, Barrel, these other companies, There's there's a lot to be learned from being really good and understanding how flavors work together and grabbing these single barrels and turning into something special. And I think in both these cases they've taken it and done something really nice with it. So this was found north uh, batch 1, the rye focused, batch 2, the corn focus. And I'm excited to see what they have coming up because this is this is really cool stuff.
0: Absolutely and I I know they have some new batches coming relatively soon and hopefully I'll be able to try them and hopefully we'll be able to try them but real quick as our final thought here mm. both of these are in the 105 to 108 range 100 and, you know both under 110 yeah what do you think would you pay over 100 under 110 for them
1: i think it's right at i think my price point would probably be in the high double digits i think it kind of plays in that like those barrel finished barrels that we've tried you know the the seagrass some of those other ones i think it plays in that world where it's right around that 100 plus or minus 10 range i think it's got some expertise i think it makes a ton of sense around that price point personally i would feel more comfortable in the high doubles do i think it's offensive to be charging in the low triples no i don't i think it's i think it's completely justifiable
0: and I would agree it's just five because I I bought both bottles. so Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I can be found on Instagram at WhiskeyJedi with the E, unlike Found North here that does not use the E as it's Canadian. What about you,
1: Chris? <laughs> find me at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram, Food About Town and the Food About Town podcast on foodabouttown.com. And you can also find me at Curate Meals if you're in Rochester and you need a fine meal delivered to you on a Wednesday night. George, thank you for joining me here live in the Food About Town studio, and we'll be back next time with another episode of In Good Spirits. Cheers. Cheers.